Now, we begin today with the cost of the weekly shop and specifically the cost of the essentials. We know the supermarkets have given something of a commitment to look at those products which could be reduced in price and we'll report back to government in six weeks' time. There are numerous pieces all across the newspapers this morning on food prices and pressure on consumers today. None of it good news for now if you are hoping for reductions in prices anytime soon. So let me introduce you to the political panel with me this afternoon. They are Pippa. Hackett, Green Party Senator and Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Padder Tobin, leader of Inthu and TD for Meath West, and Michael McNamara, independent TD for Clare, who joins us from our Limerick studio. My thanks to all of you for joining us this Saturday afternoon. Minister Pippet Hackett, to you first. Why are we giving the supermarkets six weeks to bring down prices at this moment of real urgency for consumers looking at bills that are 17% more? expensive in terms of price increases compared to this time last year. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I think, um, look, I mean, we have seen, as you said there, we have seen reductions in some of those essentials. We've seen reductions in the price of milk, butter and bread of late. Um, and certainly um, Minister Richmond met with the, the retailers and they have made that commitment that when the income or sorry, when the, the input prices comes down for them, that they will pass that on. Um, look, I, I suppose it's important to say that I appreciate that there is concern out there from cons- consumers um, with the price of their weekly shop. Um, but on the other hand, as a farmer myself, as a minister in the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, um, there's more than just food in the basket. And I think from my perspective, we, we seem to focus on the price of food ahead of a whole host of other um, you know, essentials in our shopping basket. And, and, and with that then come challenges, certainly in terms of you know, down the supply chain. Um, so I think you know, that's something to be conscientious of. We know the supermarkets, though, can move quickly. Like we've con- seen this domino effect, this contagion effect in the last few weeks. You know, even in the last few days, one moves on milk, the others move. One moves on bread or butter, the others move. So how can they be compelled? Like this week at that retail forum, there seemed to be just nice assurances, but no ultimatums, no commitments. So what guarantees do you have that we are going to see real tangible change in the pockets of consumers in the coming weeks? Well, again, I mean, I think they, they have made that commitment. OK, we, we have to wait a number of weeks until they come back with some sort of, as you say, concrete examples. But I suppose in, in, in one sense, I, I, and I do want to be um, conscious of where consumers are and the challenges they face. But... I will say this is coming down to we've seen this week is coming down to to food. It's not coming down to any other essential items in baskets. And when you're talking about food, particularly food that's produced in Ireland by Irish growers and Irish producers, that has an impact. Whatever happens in the in the retail sector, and particularly uh, for the for the sectors like horticulture, which once one of the areas I'm responsible for, we're all very familiar with this 49p bag of carrots. Food is continually used as a loss leader in supermarkets, and I suppose that's where my concern is. And we will definitely come back to the food producers in this show today. Padre, to bring you in, like given the profitability margins that we're seeing here, like are there particular products that you think could be cut, reduced for consumers ASAP where there is just quick wins? Well, I, I think there's two things. First of all, the government haven't uh, displayed any urgency when it comes to the cost of living crisis at all. So uh, in terms of a windfall tax, the government have been talking about a windfall tax for eight months now, and yet there's no bill before the doll in, in relation to that. And the government has its own semi-states that are making massive profits in terms of and electricity. We do know uh, uh, the uh, government uh, has done energy credits, you know, to try and offset It does, it does, there. but it, it, here's the interesting thing. The government is taking more in VAT now than it ever did before. There's a 40% increase on VAT on fuel 
last year compared to the previous year. It's actually taken in more in VATs than it's giving back in energy credits, which is an incredible thing. Now, on, on the issue of food, my major concern is that the whole food sector is a dysfunctional market at the moment. We have what's known as an oligopoly. We have a small amount of, of, of factories, we have a small amount of supermarkets, and they've been squeezing the price down so for so many years now on farmers that many farmers are leaving the sector. Uh, a, a full third of farmers are, are, are making a loss at the, at the moment. Another third of farmers are only living because someone's working off the farm. So the whole sector is in a mess. And but yet you do not want to see price controls, price caps, that being well, legislated I, I, for. I do want to see prices reduced because I think the supermarkets are profiteering. I, I think it's ironic. When you go into a supermarket, you'll see a lovely picture of a farmer up behind the the uh, the counter uh, in, in a wonderful field of crops. And yet those same supermarkets are squeezing those farmers. You can actually reduce prices in the supermarket and give farmers a fair price. The way you do it is you reform the market and you make sure that nobody's profiteering. Like, for example, in beef. Some of the beef factories and, are... And we will come... Sure. I, I will, yeah. We will definitely give mm. time for, for agriculture. But mm. Michael McNamara, to bring you in from our uh, Limerick studio, I mentioned their price caps. Mm. Uh, we've seen a lot of discussion on that this yeah, week. I, there are some powers there. Do you think that that is what the government needs to consider if they don't see real tangible change in prices for consumers in the next six weeks? I, I don't have a problem with price caps once those price caps are, are above the cost of production. But we need to know what the cost of production is uh, and this uh, agri-food regulator that's being introduced by the uh, the Minister for Agriculture doesn't have the power to determine what the cost of production is. I mean, we've lots of different types of food. Uh, Pippa Hackett has obviously said that there might be an over-concentration of food, but we have, like, fresh food, which comes from its producer the primary producer relatively quickly horticulture we know that all these small um, market gardeners relatively small market gardeners have been driven out Uh, we have uh, meat and milk that goes through one processor but then like a very large proportion of any uh, of any weekly shop is going to be processed foods like breakfast cereals biscuits uh, different types of bread delicatessen type food Um, and that goes through a whole lot huge production chain and there's a tiny number of companies that are huge in the world market I mean in Europe you've Unilever Danone Mars um, uh, there are a couple of others but they're just as big as the retailers so my fear is when the retailers are put under pressure, instead of sort of trying to renegotiate with Kellogg's, which is a huge American corporation, or Unilever, or one of these companies, they'll just go to the lettuce producers in North County Dublin and say, well, look, you have a field of lettuce in the field now, and uh, we're going to offer you half what we told you we were going to give you. And you have two choices. You can either let it rot in the ground and have no money at all, or you can lose money but still have some. And that they'll do the same to the process, to the beef um, factories, who are ha- very happy always to, to pass that loss on to and farmers. Because farmers with beef, for example, will have a field of cattle and they'll say, well, look, um, you need to get those cattle away because you don't have food to feed them next winter. So you'll just have to take what you get. So that's my fear that we don't know what the cost of production is. We don't know where the money is being made along the food chain. And until we know those things, it's very difficult to step in. Uh, and this, so you this agri-regulator that's been introduced doesn't do either of those do, things. Does that mean, in terms of intervention then, you would say no to changes in no, legislation I, I, for maximum price caps I, and I, price I, orders? I, I wouldn't say no to it, but I mean, I think any legislation that does that has to have at its core an agri-regulator with the power to determine mm. 
what profit is being made along the chain and who's making it and what is the minimum okay. cost of production. And unfortunately, the first element of that is an agri-food regulator. Now, there's been a lot of brouhaha in the Department of Agriculture about introducing this regulator. I mean, this regulator was, will be as powerless as every other regulator okay. we have in this country. Um, and we will and come back to, to that in more detail. Yeah, shortly. and I know we're going to talk about transport okay. later and have a couple of things to say about that too. We need regulators that actually okay. work, that, that have powers to determine who's making the profit, okay. where's the profit being made. Until we know that, how can you regulate something? Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just nonsense at the and moment. I, and but I will I'm not against the idea of price caps okay. at all. Okay. Once and we have the vital information to, to do it properly and fairly without wiping out producers. Because if you wipe out producers, you've no food okay. or you've a limited number of producers. I have your point there. Thank so, you. And we will come back. Thanks uh, for that, Michael. We will come back to the question of Thanks. the regulators and commissions. Just to bring John Keane in uh, live from Bantry, as we've just heard, um, certainly opposition, uh, Minister Pippa Hackett, all of them agree agreed on the impact any cuts might have to food producers, growers, farmers around the country who are producing uh, these core food staples for us. And Machina Firma, the organisation representing young people in rural Ireland, is holding its AGM today. President John Keane, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us live from your AGM in Bantry. You've been listening to the discussion there. How much of a, a talking point is that issue of food pricing there today? Thanks, Anya, and good afternoon to the panellists and all your listeners. Um, the issue of food pricing has been a, a, a constant issue among our, our members' lips for the past number of months and even back as far as last year. And there's, there's two different aspects of it, and I think the panel have touched on it. One is the, the price of which uh, produce is in, on the retailer shelves and, and, the, and the cost that is for, uh, for people. And the second then, as, as has been touched on as well, is the return that the premier producer is getting. And, and even as recently as a, a couple of hours ago here, we had Senator Tim Lumbard address our AGM, who specifically talk, spoke about the cost of food and the importance of protecting the premier producer and also uh, highlighted, and we highlighted to the senator, that the agri-food regulator in its current format lacks the real teeth uh, to implement the changes that are necessary and create the clarity in the sector that's needed to as your contributors have said there, to uh, ascertain what the divide and the breakdown within within the, the sector is. And John, and we, and we will come to that um, agri-regulator piece, but just on the, the, the real uh, tangibles for farmers there today and growers, like talk to me even just about price of milk. You know, you're a farmer yourself, you're a beef farmer, just what you're now being offered by the dairies, what it's actually costing you to produce and just that differential and just the knock-on impact. Yes, so at the moment you you may have seen that our our cooperatives, our dairy cooperatives are quoting the price of milk that they will pay for April milk supplies and that that those supplies are in the region of 37, 38 cent a litre, 39 cent a litre. We look at the cost of production of producing that litre of milk, uh, it's in the region of 40 cent a litre, 41 cent a litre. So if you're being paid 37 cent and you're getting uh, your costs are at 40 cent, for every litre that you're producing you're at at a 3 cent loss. Um, and that's right across the board, across across that sector. If we look at the horticulture sector and we look at those short supply chains in, in our horticulture sector, I had growers on to me this morning who were uh, highlighting to me that within their sector, that over the past uh, number of decades, their number of producers has gone from in the region of about 400 uh, field producers across the country to now less than 200 uh, specific horticulture producers. And that's on the back of uh, of a trend. And if you look at the Chagas report, the Horticulture Crop and Input Price Inflation Report for 2023 that was published, it shows that over the past 15 years, there has been a decreasing trend 
for the price paid to those horticulture producers for their produce, while on the other side, the inputs that they have to put into those businesses have increased. And uh, John Keane from Mocknell Firma, given all of those trends and considerations, are you surprised that with that retail forum that met this week, that farmers aren't in the room, the Department of Agriculture doesn't have an official seat at the table? I mean, it, it seems incredible, really. Um, that you could have a forum, and it was mentioned by Minister Neil Richmond earlier in the week, that the forum was going to discuss food prices. Uh, And it seems incredible that uh, we have a department, uh, which Minister Hackett sits in, a department for agriculture, food and the marine. And there was no representative there from that department to represent the primary producer. There was also nobody there from Chagask, there was nobody there from Board Bia, and there was nobody in the room who was representing the primary producer, like myself, who was up at four o'clock this morning to milk cows before I went down to the AGM. There was nobody in the room to represent the primary producer. And what can't end up happening is pressure becoming on the retailer to reduce the price that the consumer is, is, okay. is, is paying, which is absolutely, if that's necessary, that's necessary. But at the same time, when you have primary producers, 70% of which are either classified as being vulnerable or unviable, therefore then receive a reduced price because of that pressure. That's simply not sustainable. There there we leave it. John Keane, I know this is your last AGM as president of Markner and the firm. We wish you all the best. Many thanks for joining us today. Minister Pippa Hackett, maybe just to come to that last point first, and I know there was a lot there about the composition of that retail forum that met as an emergency session this week. Why wasn't there any representatives from the food producers? Why wasn't there at least the Department of Agriculture in the room where it happens? Well, look, it was being led by Minister um, Richmond's department. Um, it was a meeting that, you know, they had arranged with the retailers. Um, and I think, look, I suppose I've articulated where, where I come from and I suppose where my department comes from in relation to, to this, this, this aspect. It is worth p- noting, though, despite what retailers do here, for the vast majority of farmers, it's not going to have much of an effect where we're a net exporter. We export 90% of the milk and beef we produce here in Ireland. So even if we did have price caps, there's no guarantee that that would have any discernible effect on on, on producers here. But in a forum where you're getting the opportunity to discuss all of that, like, were you invited to the I, table? I actually don't know, to be honest, and I, and I will I will explore why, why we weren't there. Uh, I, I think it's a valid point. Because you pushing I mean, we're talking about this food, perspective would be important. When Absolutely. you don't have food producers, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. farmers or their Department of Agriculture in the mood. I think the reason why there was nobody there from the Department of Agriculture is because this government is an incredibly South Dublin uh, focused <laughs> government. And, and there's no doubt about it. In Neil Richmond's own constituency, all four TDs are ministers, right? In 10 counties in the West, there isn't a minister at all. Well, I'm so from County Offaly and I'm a minister. I'm just, but these, these are the facts. And... and, and it is so heartbreaking to see the government continuously so Dublin-focused at the cost too much of the rest of the country. And, you know, it, the, the big problem here has been glaring for a number of years. You know, you have a situation where there's three elements to the supply chain of most foods. Food production is massively profitable, but all the profit is landing in the supermarket and in the factory. And at the other end, at, at the farmer, it's been squeezed. Now, nobody would expect any other worker to get out of bed and go to work at a cost, except farmers... Could the government expect farmers to go to work and do it at a cost to themselves, Can at a loss? Okay. And that and is not tolerable and, and Minister Pippa Hackett, I'll let you back in there and then Michael McNamara. Um, look, I, I, 
I think I think what we have a situation now is, is is something that's been built up over the last number of decades. I mean, we all love the convenience of the supermarket. Everything's there. You can buy your telly, your clothes, your food, the whole lot. And to be honest, that has come as, as a cost. We've lost our corner shops. We've lost our green grocers. Lost but a our butchers. But from we should have pushed back okay. at this. Like a normal. Well, listen, a normal we are where we are. We are where we are now. We are where we are. We have the situation we are. I mean, with my green hat on, certainly from a green party perspective, we'd absolutely much rather see a tighter connection between the producer and the consumer. More routes to markets for the farmers. Create that. Create that competition. Will you, given that what we heard there from John Keane, you know that there is just less and less now producers. We're seeing less local, con- you know, quality content. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more produce come in from abroad will you meet with retailers given well I have met with retailers will you meet with them again I'm happy to meet with retailers when will you meet them and I've I've met with them quite recently you know I have met with them I'm proposing to meet with them from my horticultural perspective because to be honest the horticulture sector is one of the only sectors in Ireland where the the vast majority of what the growers produce let me finish what the growers produce what the growers produce in Ireland end up in Irish consumers baskets that can't that isn't the case for, for the vast majority of beef or dairy apart from liquid milk producers. Well, Michael, and in the, li- no, Ma- but in the lifetime of this government, uh, the, 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 the regulatory protections for those horticulture uh, producers were reduced by your government. There was a statutory instrument brought in by Richard Bruton in 2016 that was replaced by one brought in by Charlie McConnell in 2021 that watered down the protections for those fresh food producers. So, I mean, it's good to talk the talk, but sometimes ministers have to walk the walk. With regard to the profits, um, the issue is that the producers, the, the processors are always sort of shrugging their shoulders if the farmers protest outside. Of course, they'll run for injunctions too because these are, you know, big corporations uh, with uh, lots of money to hire lawyers, etc. So they'll injunct these small farmers that are trying to protest and threaten their livelihoods. And they'll shrug their shoulders and they'll say, well, no, we're not making any money. The profits are being made by the retailers. If the farmers protest outside the retailers, the retailers will do exactly the same thing. They'll seek injunctions. They'll go to the high court because they have lots of money to do so. But they'll say, well, we're not making any money. The money's being made by the processors. That's why we need a regulator with the power to determine who's making the money and so that we can clearly see, consumers can see and most importantly politicians and ministers like Pippa Hackett, should they choose to, should they choose to do their job, would be able to say, look we know that where the profits are being made because at the moment everybody's saying I'm not making any money and this bill unfortunately so, does not contain that power and unless and until it does, it cannot achieve okay, anything. So, just, so Michael McNamara thank you on that, so that's the agri-food regulator maybe mm. Minister Pippa Hackett, we can just go there since it was mentioned earlier and go a little bit deeper on this. This has been promised for some time. Levy fines of up to 10 million on buyers including retailers investigate breaches. Can you tell us where is that at today? Will we see its establishment before the summer recess of the Dáil? Well, in terms of it, the, the legislative process of it, it is at the at the final stage in the doll. It will have to go to the Shannon, so you know that will take time. I mean, ideally, yes, we will have it through through before the summer. I mean, this is a, a program for government commitment, and it is historic. This bill, despite what uh, Michael McNamara might say, it's historic in the sense that it will be for the first time that there will be a legal, there will be a statutory independent food regulator but to bring to transparency. It's about how transparency. do you bring transparency without information? Because unless we, you know, unless you're able to determine what 
what the retailers are are being uh, are paying the processors, you can't say who's making the profit. The so it is a nonsense, Pippa. There is the only thing they'll be able to look at is information already in the public domain. There'll be no great powers to seek information. Yes, they can seek information through an incredibly cumbersome process, and a failure to provide it is a criminal offence. But every they can seek it. Of course, I can seek okay, the information. Martin. You can seek the information. Every every economics professor in in Ireland can seek the information. But will they get the information without the power to go down okay. and compel the provision of the information? There is no civil in enforcement procedure. There is no way they can say, give me the information. If you don't give it to me, I'm going to the High Court to get an order compelling you to okay, do it. Okay, we have your every point there, Michael no, McNamara. No, you don't, because no, every other sector... I do, and I'm going to bring... In the just competition authority, in, in the health and safety authority, there's the power to do that, and we okay. need similar powers I'm going to for bring this in, regulator. Thank you, Michael McNamara. Padre to being just to bring you in, just how this has been set up. Does it have the powers it needs to be cutthroat, to be able to track, to be able to penalise, to be able to investigate? I don't believe it does. I, I, I agree with Michael. I believe there's a blindfold over the, the new regulator in, in relation to information. So we know that certain factories are making hundreds of millions of euros in the, product, the production of beef. Some of them are based in Luxembourg for tax reasons are paying 2.5%. And at the same time, they expect the farmer to come to the, fa- to the factory gate and give them a price sometimes below the cost of production. Now, that information should be read- readily available you know, you can't measure, you can't manage if you can't measure. And and this new regulator doesn't have the ability to do that with ease. It does it at a very, very, very slow, slow pace. So I believe it's fiddling around the edges. We in Aintu created a bill, which is called the Equitable Beef Price Bill, which would actually put a floor for three years under the price of beef uh, so that factories could not force the price uh, down below the, the cost of production. We would put Chagask in the position to identify what is the cost of production. And we would use the, the, the tool to force the factories, the supermarkets and the farmers to negotiate a better system. Because what we have here is a market where farmers are being exploited. And normally you have a competition authority pushing back against that exploitation, but they've been allowed a free reign to do that up until now. And I don't believe this bill will push back enough. OK, Minister, to bring you back in, just to respond mm-hmm. on those points. But can I ask you also, the team here at Sarge with have been talking to sources about just putting experts on this agri-regulator, agri-food regulator. And just there, there seems to be an impression that not a lot of interest, given what has been outlined here by opposition TDs, whether it's going to have real power and authority. Well, I think what, what I mean, I, I think in terms of we, 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 we've heard um, expressions here that, that we don't have information on the cost of production. I mean, Chagas already do that work, you know, do that yeah. work with farmers. They run profit monitors. We know we certainly know up to the farm gate a, a hell of a lot about the cost of production. We know what farmers make. We know how much it costs to produce what they make. It's beyond that that the issues are and I, I accept that, that that is where the sort of the veil comes in and people aren't sure the, 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 the processors aren't aren't transparent with what they do. The the supermarkets certainly aren't and this is what this bill aims to do to introduce this transparency so we do have but why that. is it so cumbersome in the bill? Why why is it that they have to go down to the courts to get that information? Why is that information readily available? They can't to the courts to get the information. If they could it would be a step forward. Minister? They can't. Why can't they get the information? The, the the bill the bill has it has powers. I mean, we keep hearing that it has no powers. All we ever hear is that it's toothless. It does it does have powers. It does have the capacity. And will it have to, power, to Minister? It'll have to power. bring prices down. Do you think over the well, long term to have that tracking? 
if there's if there's unfair trading practices, you know, found out through through this, and that that is, we're obliged to do that now under EU directive. Um, we can't really. I mean, we talk about you know banning below cost selling, and that that those sort of elements that they have been tried and tested in different countries. They haven't worked. They have been tried. It's not going to work necessarily in Ireland either for the farmer. But it it okay. won't work for the farmer since I, we are net exporters of what we produce. Okay, thank you for that, everybody. I have said that. I've already said that, Michael. I've already highlighted that, Michael. Michael, I can't hear the minister if we're talking over each other, but I do have to go for a break. Stay with us back after these.